morning and welcome to today's almost daily devotional. We are continuing in the books of Ag, book of Acts and we're going to skip forward to the second chapter um, verse. Well, we're going to cover 14 through 41, but we're not going to read all of that. I'm going to start reading in verse 29 and it goes like this. Brothers and sisters, I can speak confidently about the patriarch David. He died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this very day. Because he was a prophet, he knew that God promised him with a solemn pledge to seat one of his descendants on his throne. Having seen this beforehand, David spoke about the resurrection of Christ, that he wasn't abandoned to the grave, nor did his body experience decay. This Jesus God raised up. We are all witnesses to that fact. He was exalted to God's right side and received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. He poured out the spirit and you are seeing and hearing the results of his having done so. David didn't ascend into heaven. Therefore, let all Israel know beyond question that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Jesus. When the crowd heard this, they were deeply troubled. They said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, change your hearts and lives. Each of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you, your children, and for all who are far away, as many as the Lord our God invites. So this is a couple um, things about this passage. One, uh, Acts can sort of be called, um, maybe could have another name of Peter and Paul's sermon book. Um, there's 38 sermons or speeches in the book of Acts. Um, so it feels like all Peter and Paul did was run around the Mediterranean um, giving speeches. Um, but it's, it is the framing device that Luke chooses to use to frame events. So it's almost as if an event happens. And then Luke uses Peter and Paul's speeches to help us interpret or understand the events that happen. And that's because stories have power. Stories and the words that we use have power, and we don't always give that credit. We can give um, a list of facts about a date or a list of facts about an event, but a good history writer or a good biography writer will draw you into the story as if it were a novel. Um, and so that's what that's what Luke does. He chooses to draw them in as if they're part of a of a story of a great story, which is really what they are. Peter here tells the story of Jesus as his evidence. When people question him and his choices in his life and what he is doing to the people of the, his area, he doesn't fight back. He doesn't get angry or yell. He chooses to tell the story of Jesus. And so we, we don't give enough power to the stories that we choose to tell, the, the stories we choose to remember. And we, and sometimes we rely too much on argument or on fighting or on, on angry words or stern words or harsh words when we're farther back along just to tell the story. Just to tell the story. This is my experience. This is why I understand these things this way. This event, affects me this way because I remember this story. I think if we could do that, if we were honest with ourselves about the stories that define our lives, the memories that we remember 
at three in the morning or the memories we remember when something happens, then maybe we would interpret events differently. Maybe we would understand the world differently. Maybe we would understand Jesus a little differently. What stories do you have to tell about yourself, about your world? And what stories do you have to tell about Jesus? What stories do you have to tell about the church, which has brought you comfort and peace and turmoil all at once? Go and tell the story. God bless.